0: Lauren hunnicki Hops just graduated from the University of Alabama, earning a master's degree in exercise and sports science. Not only did she excel as a student, being on the dean's list and named as an academic All-American, but she is an elite wheelchair tennis player, winning several single and double competitions, meddling at the ITA World Team Cup, and being named a collegiate national champion multiple years. Lauren can also be found as one of the instructors for Move United On Demand, a free online fitness platform. So let's chat with her. So, Lorna, I would love to just start uh, by asking, like, how did you get involved in sports and and at what age?
1: Yeah, um, so I was first introduced to adapted sports, I guess, as a whole when I was four years old. Um, And I'm from San Diego, so I participated in um, what was, at the time, JAWS Sports Camp, which was, Junior wheelchair sports camp in San Diego. Um, and so I participated in, you know, all different kinds of sports, um, you know, basketball, archery, water sports, um, probably tennis. And, you know, that was probably my first exposure to adapted sports. But um I started playing wheelchair tennis when I was in middle school. Um, my adapted PE coach, Tony Kurtz, um You know, he worked with me uh, when I was in school and he said, you know, I really see a a competitive drive in you. This was during my PE class. And so he said, let's let's try to get you involved in in some sort of sport. And I tried basketball and it wasn't quite for me um, at that age. And then I tried swimming and that wasn't quite the right fit. And then wheelchair tennis is what really stuck with me. But um, there's a group out in San Diego down at Barnes Tennis Center. That I hit with. And so I started playing recreationally with them. And then when I started high school, I played um, as the only wheelchair player on my able bodied girls high school team. So I did that for four years. And then I guess as a junior in high school, I started competing nationally and internationally um, on like the more competitive circuit and then was recruited to play wheelchair tennis, um, here at university of Alabama. And so I actually just graduated, um, with my master's, I finished, I was six years on the team. So it was a really, really great experience. And, um, you know, as a part of being on the team, we compete nationally and internationally as well. And so, um, yeah, that was really cool. I've been on the USA team now for four, actually no six years. So that's been a really cool experience and a really great community. Um, But yeah, I love competing. And now really um, what I'm doing right now is wheelchair tennis, but I hope to start, you know, getting more involved in other sports as well and trying new things. So yeah.
0: And and so even at a young age at four, like how did, did your parents, were were your parents just searching for programs and discovered that camp? How did that, how did that come about?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I'm actually, I'm actually not quite sure. I know they always encouraged me to be active. Like our family would go out and do, I don't know, fun activities in San Diego or things to get me out and get me doing things with my friends and my siblings. Um, so yeah, I guess they kind of just, I don't know. I don't really know how they found out about it actually, but I'm glad they did. Um, but yeah, so they've kind of always encouraged me to, um, you know, adapt to my surroundings and um, get involved in the community and staying active. So that's kind of just been their upbringing on me my whole life, which is really awesome.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting question I ask because often the, the challenge is just finding out, you know, the information and finding out what resources yeah. are available. So obviously your parents found out somehow, <laughs> Yeah, and, which led to obviously a very uh, successful and competitive career to this point. So, and then the other thing you mentioned um, is of course the tennis center. Were you the only adaptive athlete or were there other a- adaptive athletes at that ten- tennis center at that time?
1: Um, are you talking about my high school career? That,
0: when you were in middle school at the, I think you said you called it the, it was the Bain.
1: Oh, Barnes Tennis Center. Barnes Tennis yes. Center. Yes. So that was, um, that was I was not the only wheelchair player there was actually an established wheelchair program there like a community program that would go and um, play there and I'm not sure how many years before I started playing that they were there but they're still playing there today so it's been about 11-12 years that I've been playing so yeah it's really cool we have really great support from them Um, and there are lots of players in the community in San Diego that go out and, you know, those, <laughs> those relationships with those people and the things that I learned from them are re- really, um, you know, kind of kept me going. So it's really cool now that they've, um, you know, they've grown a little bit and they're starting to do um, activities with juniors in San Diego, which is really, um, you know, a big push in the wheelchair tennis community. So that's really exciting to see. So, Yeah.
0: Indeed, yeah, and the other thing I wanted to unpack that you mentioned was um, uh, was about your high school career. So, how was the state? You know, how was the state of California with if you were the only adaptive athlete on your high school team? I mean, did you did you run into uh, obstacles or challenges, or 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 was it you know were you able to just come in and and play right away?
1: Yeah, um, that was a really interesting process because. I, as, as far as I was aware (laughs) in San Diego County that I know of, I was the only one, um, only wheelchair player, um, in like all the high school teams. So what my coach did, like the head coach of our team, she basically went to all of the, um, head coaches, like in our district and said, you know, Hey, we have a wheelchair player. And, we really want her involved. Um, the only difference is that she would get two bounces. So like, for example, if I played doubles, I would get two bounces. However, my able-bodied partner would still only get one. Um, and they were really, really accommodating and really awesome with that. So, you know, it was a little different and different in the sense that I was the only wheelchair player out there, but, um, I was welcomed and that was really cool. And they, they made accommodations for me and they were super supportive and, you know, all the girls were really, you know, interested and intrigued. So um, yeah, it was a really, really great experience. And now I know that's a much more common thing um, for wheelchair players to be playing on able-bodied high school teams, which I think is really awesome, but I can't really remember uh, many challenges with that. I don't think it was, it was actually a really, really great experience. So, yeah.
0: But I think the coach did a very, very proactive
1: you know, yes.
0: activity in terms of outreach and stuff like that. So that, that helped. And, and that's what, yes. that's what's great about wheelchair tennis is really the only adaptation is an additional bounce. So, mm-hmm. you know, there shouldn't be uh, issues. There shouldn't be issues in, in schools, regardless of the sport, but, you know, at least yeah. that, that's the one adaptation or accommodation that, that can be made. So that's awesome that, that you, you were welcomed. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then kind of leading into college, did you, did you, uh, know or anticipate or think that, you know, hey, I can actually play this at the collegiate level? And when and how did you discover that?
1: Yeah, um, I guess I discovered it from my coach at the time in uh, in San Diego. His name is Steve Halverson, um, and he coached a USA player, Dana Mathewson, and she mm-hmm. had gone to University of Arizona. So I had heard about that from them um, I think reached out to them to Arizona and they then started heavily recruiting me, um, which that's, that's not where I chose to go eventually, but um, yeah, they were really, really awesome in trying to recruit me. And then it wasn't until I was at a wheelchair tennis tournament in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, where I met my head coach at university of Alabama, Evan Anquist. Um, you know and he he saw me he said, wow, like did you know we have a program at Alabama? and I had no clue. so um, then he started recruiting me so that was a really fun process. Um, and then I came to the university for a tour and if you haven't been out here, the university is beautiful top notch and um, I just kind of fell in love with it and I fell in love with the team aspect and how they welcomed me um and so that's, kind of what drew me to Alabama is, is the team. And, um, it really, you know, in the time that I have been at Alabama, which, you know, I'm graduated now, but in that six years, the team grew so much and it really, um, made such a difference on my life, but yeah, that's how I kind of got involved in college tennis. And, um, it's been really cool to watch the growth over the years. Um, we have so many more programs now than when I first started. So, Um, But I guess, yeah, the recruiting is mainly done at tournaments and, um, yeah.
0: Well, and I think so many athletes that are, you know, high school age or maybe not even high school age yet don't realize that there are, you know, collegiate programs and that the the collegiate, you know, space is growing immensely all across the country, even during your tenure at University of Alabama. I mean, talk about the facility that's been been recently dedicated because it's, it is a top-notch world-class uh, facility yeah. for adaptive athletes. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, this is – I'm actually sitting in it right now. Um, it's the Parker Hahn facility um, that is the first wheelchair tennis um, facility in the nation, wheelchair tennis-only facility. Um, and first of its kind, It is. it's beautiful. We've had lots of support from – the community and the university in terms of, um, you know, donations to make this thing possible, but we have two locker rooms, one for the men, one for the women. Uh, we have a team lounge. Our coaches have an office. We have an equipment room now where, um, we can go and get balls and, um, you know, grips or whatever we may need. Um, and then, you know, we also, you know, we have like public restrooms. So if anyone's at the courts, they're, they can use those as well but the the most <laughs> important thing is that we first our team first started with a shed like a like a small shed that was right outside the courts it didn't have a cement path up to it so if we needed to get our equipment we had to push through the grass and um. oftentimes mud um and yeah with that so that just wasn't accessible to us we also had a porta potty up here that <laughs> was the only restroom of oh, by the my. courts. I know, so it, it was, it was, um, you know, really, really <laughs> an upgrade and a blessing to have this facility built for the team and for the community. Um, and I've been really thankful to get to um, experience it and be a part of it in my time here at Alabama, but yeah, it's really kind of monumental because this will always be a space for Alabama wheelchair tennis. So there will always be a home here um, for this team, which I think is really, really awesome.
0: And that definitely showcases the power of vision and the power of, possi- of support too, right? So yeah, uh, yes. to make this happen and hopefully the other colleges will follow suit and, and improve their programs and facilities and spaces for adaptive athletes too. So uh, how has the program changed since you've been, been there? Since you've been there for, you, know, you, you've, you played there at the University of Alabama for, for six years. So how has the program changed?
1: We have many more athletes now than when we first started. So when I was first on the team, um, we had three or four athletes. Um, some were part time. Um, now we have two full time coach positions, um, and we have just much more funding for travel. You know, we still do a lot of um, a lot of fundraising in the community, but <laughs> I guess there are so many things because when I first started you know, we had the shed that was by the courts. We worked out in the university rec center and now we have our own adapted athletics facility. So besides the Parker Hahn facility, we have the strand Harden facility, which is down um, the hill next to the UA rec center. Um, that was built when I think I was a sophomore or a junior, um, which now includes locker rooms and gym offices basketball court, um, you know, so, so that building was like the first piece of growth that was just like huge for our program. Um, and then for our team, you know, it was, it was recruiting more players, um, and kind of contributing to the growth of collegiate wheelchair tennis as great as we could. Um, our team is really involved in, the community here and in the South, um, and I guess across the nation, but, um, seeing the growth in collegiate wheelchair tennis has been so, so cool. I think we had either 12 or 16 wheelchair tennis, um, collegiate programs represented at nationals this past year. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was really, really great. Whereas it was much, much smaller when I first started out. So seeing that has been really encouraging. Um, and yeah, I guess it's, it's really, it's really the I keep drilling on the team, but it's really the team aspect that makes it. And, you know, we're there to support each other and we drive each other. And, you know, Jeremy was on one of your past podcasts and him and I are such good friends now, almost like family. So it's just like, um, it's just,
0: yeah, it's been really really
1: cool to see all the things that have been happening here.
0: <laughs> and obviously you spent all 6 years, right, of your undergrad and graduate uh studies at University of Alabama. What what did you get your your both of those degrees in?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got both of my degrees in exercise science. So I did um my bachelor's degree and then just finished up my masters um with my thesis in May. So, yeah, it was it was a long 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 journey but um i wouldn't trade it for anything i learned so much (laughs) about life and you know i i'm excited to jump into my career so yeah
0: And, and out of curiosity what was your thesis in
1: all right you ready for this one it's for it it looked at the acute changes in um the musculature and the blood vasculature of the lower extremities in everyday wheelchair users hmm. um with the use of electromuscular stimulation and um blood flow restriction in combination so i looked at those acute changes um and, and yeah it was it was it was a wild time it was, um research is something else it is something <laughs> else i'll <laughs> tell you but um props to all those that you know, continue to stay on that path. It's a lot. It's rewarding, but it is very um, detail oriented and time intensive. And um, yeah, again, it was a great experience. Um, but yeah, so that was really cool doing a thesis, yeah. especially on our population here at um, Alabama Adapted, because I had access to this community of daily wheelchair users that you know many other researchers might not have. So that was a really, really cool, um, really cool experience as well.
0: Yeah. And there, but there's a difference between doing exercise or leading exercise and researching exercise. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And so now that you do have your master's degree, what, what are you wanting to do with that?
1: Yeah, I will be um, pursuing a certification in strength training um, i'll probably start out with personal training to get um, some more experience in the field but then eventually i'll want to get my um, certified strength and conditioning specialist certification and um, i want to work in an adapted athletic setting so whether that's um, you know more professional at the um, you know national level or in the collegiate field or even in the um, you know, more at the community level and, um, recreational programming. I think that that's something that, um, has kind of fueled me in the years that I've been here and I've grown so much from it and benefited so much from it. So, um, I hope to kind of have that impact on the, um, disabled community as well.
0: Well, Lauren, we have 210 movie night member organizations all across the country. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> there's opportunities there we go. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, speaking of obviously just fitness and strength and conditioning, you've, you've participated, you've, you've led some uh, of our on-demand um, programs. Um, obviously for those that are listening, you know, during the pandemic, we had to pivot because a lot of places were closed. And so we created this virtual platform platform. Um, called Adept at Home at the time, and then we transitioned it to an on-demand you know, pr- platform that folks can can go and, and do a lot of classes. Um, I know the answer to this, but but what are some of the classes that, that you've led for for the on-demand platform?
1: Yeah, so I led a um, an extended warm-up and cool-down, which was just some light stretching to get the blood flowing, um, and then I led a 15-minute... Um, and 45-minute cardio class, and then two strength classes as well, I think. So um, that was a really, really cool experience. And that's actually like, you know, alongside with training in person, that's also something I want to continue doing is to provide um, resources in terms of training, you know, like on-demand platforms, exactly like maybe United uh, for re- for individuals that you know need to work out at, at home or just you know want to get a quick workout in, you know, wherever wherever they are, you know. Um that the development of that platform when I saw that, I thought was so, so cool because it's something that is so, so needed and so many people can benefit from it. So I feel really honored to have been a part of it um, and kind of, you know, starting that off. Um, and I hope to continue to do it again in the future. But yeah, that
0: was really cool. <laughs> yeah, and so you know anybody that's listening can go online and and go to our website and sign up to take one of Lauren's classes or or a number of other classes that are on there. So I think you you mentioned uh, you hit the nail right on the head in terms of if, if you aren't able to leave home or or if there's not a program. Uh, near you, or if you're traveling, you know, whatever, you can do it anywhere, anytime. So it's a, it is an awesome platform. And and you mentioned obviously being part of the the national team for wheelchair tennis. What about that space for you in, in, in terms of the future as well?
1: Yeah. So the national team has really been huge on supporting me, especially all through college. Like, you know, we have national team calls every month and we check in as teammates and um, you know, with the coaches and everything as well. Um, so I've learned a lot from them, you know, just, you know, about tennis and about life and having their support has been really, really cool. I can always count on, you know, my teammates on the USA team and our coaches. Um, and then when we travel, you know, nationally or internationally to, um, the international tennis federation tournaments, um, you know, seeing them there, getting to reunite with them after we've been, you know, kind of all over the place, all over the nation is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I hope to continue competing. Um, you know, I said before I do, I do want to branch out and try some other, you know, adapted sports, winter sports. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I guess I hope to keep competing as long as it, um, you know, I'll, Balance it with my, the development of my career, but I definitely don't want to stop now just because my college career ended. So, uh, yeah.
0: And so, sport obviously has been an important part of your life in terms of even you know leading to a career for you. How else has sport you know what what else has sport done for you or meant meant to you?
1: That's a really great question. The first thing that I think of is community in the sense of um, I guess all the people that I have met on my journey, whether I'm in wheelchair tennis or, um, you know, just, just involved in adapted sports camps or, or whatever, just the sense of family, I guess, that comes along with it um, in the wheelchair community and the disabled community, like knowing athletes that kind of can experience some of the same things that you do, you develop different relationships with them. And, um, you know, even able-bodied individuals, just, just people as a whole that make up the community of being involved in adaptive sports or wheelchair sports, um, is just so, so cool. And I feel like I have gained so much and learned so much about like life and being an individual, um, just from the people that I've met. and so that's that's really been huge to me and something that's really important to me. And I mentioned before that our team um, at Alabama is really involved in the community. and so, yeah, I guess that's kind of the biggest thing for me. I know when I was younger, there were people that were older from older than me that I looked up to as mentors. and now it's really cool that I'm kind of in the mentor stage where I can mentor other kids that are coming up into, um, you know, the age that I'm in and, and the competitive level that I'm at. Um, so getting to develop a relationship relationships with those kids is really cool as well. So it's the sense of community for me and the networking and yeah, I just love meeting people and talking to people. So that's probably the biggest thing.
0: <laughs> and, and, and lastly, uh, if people want to just connect with you, what are are you on particular any particular platforms or or anything along those lines yes. you want to share?
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my Facebook is just Lauren Haneky Hops, and then my Instagram is Lauren H Hops, so L A U R E N H H O P P S. And um, I'm most active on Instagram. That's where you'll find me. You know, posting new and upcoming things, but, um, yeah.
0: Well, wonderful. Thanks for joining us, Lauren.
1: Thank you so much.